Mike and JD. I'm, I'm JD. And I'm Mike. <laughs> and it's been a while, yes. I know all two of you are disappointed. We haven't been around for a while, but what can I tell you? We got lives outside, outside of this, surprisingly. <laughs> Surprising, surprisingly, our lives don't exist to make this show for the two of you. When, I know. When, when one of our uh, videos cracks a thousand views, we'll uh, try and pick up the pace. <laughs> You know, you know what, if we crack a hundred views, I'll pick up the pace. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Mike, this was your idea, so why don't you introduce the topic of today's video? Sure thing, yeah. Um, like, basically what, uh, first of all, you know, we both I, uh, saw this movie independently and, you know, I saw your post about how good it was and I also was like just blown away by this movie um, it's an A24 movie kind of like at least for now it's a limited release it's a smaller uh, budgeted film and it's just something you don't see that often like especially after you know we had the pandemic theaters were closed you know I hadn't mm. I I barely have seen that many movies in theaters and when I have, yeah. it's like one or two. I saw like Tenet and I saw you know, Spider-Man No Way Home. I saw like the blockbusters. This was the first time that like a more, I'll say quiet. This movie is not quiet, but a more intimate kind quiet of. Quiet release. Yeah, a more quiet release film caught my attention enough to say, hey, I'm going to go out to the theaters and, and check it out. And wow, it was just incredible. Uh, probably, I mean, easily my favorite film of the year so far. I think that it's a pretty strong contender to hold on to this. Um, and it just takes a lot of premises that I think are really, like, worn. And, hey, like, Mike, you forgot to say the title of the film you're talking about. Oh, oh yes. Uh, well, hopefully that's in the, in the title somewhere. Uh, but uh, yes, yeah, so we're talking about the film Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Um, yes. And yeah, um... But yes, as Mike been say, was saying, this movie is just something else. Actually, like, Dan Pavemeyer, co-creator of Finney's The Film, post, is on TikTok, he's totally reviewing with him. He's, he was saying how when, when Pulp Fiction came out, he read a review that it's one of the movies that reminds you why movies are great. And then he said that this movie is just like that. It's one of the movies that remind you why movies are so great. And... I completely agree with that. Like, this movie, like, it's not like any other film I've ever seen. It is, it is its own class of film. Like, I've never seen a film that tries to do as much as this film does, and yet actually succeed at every step of the way. I feel like this is the type of movie that every wannabe filmmaker says they're going to make, but never does, because it's just a... You, before this film, I would say you can't make a film that does all this, all of this that this film does. Yet here we go, a film that is amazing action, hilarious, so many amazing different plot points, family, love, like, in, like making it in America, meaning of life. Like this film just hits so many different points, and it somehow is not overstuffed. Yeah, it's 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 one of the f like in this world where there's so much media and there's so much going on. I mean, reminds you of the title. Um, 
I can't tell yeah. you how long it's been since I was thinking about a movie the week after I saw it. Like, you know, even Marvel movies that I love, like, a lot of times I'm like, oh, wow, that was, like, amazing. I can't wait. Like, I'm always talking about, like, oh, what's the next chapter? Like, how did that end credit mm. scene lead into some future thing? But this movie, I just, like, sat with it. Like, I don't think... Yeah. Si- maybe since Denis Villeneuve's Arrival was the last movie that I'm like, I need to, like, sit with this movie for a second and, like, think about it. <laughs> yeah. So now, normally, when we do these film reviews, we do a spoiler-free section and a spoiler section. But with this, we're going to do something a bit differently. Because the way this film is, we can talk a lot about this film without actually spoiling the story. Now, we're going to spoil themes of the film, but we're not going to spoil actual, like, specific storylines. So yeah, if you, you if you watch love it, watch the movie if first, you love but... cinema and kind of like more weird uh, offbeat movies, and I would say pause this video right now, go see it, knowing as little as possible. Don't even watch the trailer or look at the poster. Mm-hmm. That said, we're gonna do mild spoilers, as in we're gonna talk about the premise of this movie, which some people consider a spoiler. I don't, but. Uh, and mm. then, you know, we'll, we'll save any plot details uh, out of it, like specific plot details. Um, yeah. So oh, do you yeah. want to start us off with... Um... Right, well, here's just one thing I love off the bat. Now, it's one of the many genres you could call this film is sci-fi. And now, a lot of science fiction, especially now, they feel the need to explain every step of the science Fiction like here's how this work like here's how this works here how this works even though I don't care how detailed you break it out it's magic you're never gonna explain we, until we actually invent the lightsaber you're never gonna make proper explanation to how a lightsaber works now this film I feel does it right they don't exp- exp- explain the technology they're like we have this technology we discovered it and that's that like. I think that's perfect. Like, it does not waste time with this boring exposition. It gives you what you need to know, and that's it. Yeah, exactly. So, like, for those of you who haven't seen the movie, um, essentially it revolves around a woman um, who is confronted with this idea that there are multiple realities um, and, you know, certain people with this technology can jump between them. And now that's, like, a premise that we've seen a lot but what I th- yeah, I've yeah. never seen before, and I thought was absolutely ingenious, like they give you, like you said, just enough explanation of how it works. So you have to do something statistically improbable to break the attractor field of your universe and like slingshot into another universe, which is like techno babble. It was it's just perfect. I've never seen anything like it. And it just makes, like, that's where a lot of the comedy comes into this movie. It's just, like, the random stuff that happens to make this universe travel work. And it's hysterical. Like, even the jokes that you see coming, it's it's the payoff. It still hits. (laughs) Yeah. See, one, like I said, this film fits so many genres. One of them is comedy. And it does so many different types of comedy. And like you said... The random things they gotta do does a lot of physical comedy payoff. Like, you know, and it's just like, not to spoil anything really funny one, the one 
she just licks someone in the face and then that gives her powers. It's like ridiculous. It makes no sense. And it doesn't be, it doesn't try to make sense. It just tries to be funny. And, it, and it works. Exactly. It's it's really just it's so smart and it you know like the the closest thing and this isn't doing justice, like the closest thing I can even think of is like a Rick and Morty type type uh scenario but this is just so unique uh in what it does and it's funny and like the the thing is like that's almost like secondary to like the characters and everything else going on like you would think in a movie like you know oh like the multiverse of madness type thing there's a multiverse there's Mm. obviously you know not no spoilers but there's a big bad who can travel between multiverses um, and so you would think this, like, high concept would be the main focus, but actually, like, the best parts of this movie are, uh, like, intimate moments of, like, character, yeah. uh, between, like, a family, you know, essentially. Family. Yeah. Like, just general spoilers is about a husband and wife are having marital trouble, and they work that into the plot about how the differences. And they just work that so one plot. Sh- a mother's also strange from her daughter. And again, it's just about families that are drifting apart, realizing how important family is, and reconnecting. And just the way they do that in this craziness, but like, oh, it's funny. At times, it's so crazy, but like, it's also so sim- simple about how just listening. To like, like it has such simple, like a lot of the problems have such simple solution in this film, and that's kind of the point, like, point almost, like, be there for your family when they need you. Seems simple, but like they tell it in such a grand and epic way. Yeah, and it it really just like makes you like, it makes you laugh, but then it also makes you like uncomfortable. Like it really confronts you, you know. Uh, obviously, like, when uh, this character, when she is awakened to the multiverse, she's seeing all these alternate versions of our, of herself. And she's kind of seeing, like, oh, they all seem better than me. And I think that's mm-hmm. something that, like, speaks to every single person of, like, this regret of, like, oh, the path not taken. Like, what could my life have been? Did I, like, waste my life? You know, um and it really like it really makes you uncomfortable but like in a good way it makes you think about it and ultimately yeah. i really uh, you know again i won't spoil anything but i was worried that this movie would come down full nihilism like you know a, yeah. like rick and morty like full on like nothing means anything like the universe is an empty lie and like it straddles Oops. that line it it comes really close but ultimately, I think this movie has a really hopeful message, and and that it made me feel good inside. Yeah, like it kind of does say nothing matters, but it's like, but it's okay that nothing matters. Almost like that's kind of the message I got from the film. Like, yeah, nothing really does matter, but it's like, but that's okay. You should still live your life to the best, kind of. That that's the impression I got that they were trying to say from that. Yeah, and I thought that so, it. I thought it was saying that, like, you know, like, love can give meaning to these moments yes. in an otherwise 
chaotic and uncomprehendable mm. universe. So let's talk about the first rate acting in this film. Oh yeah, like, it was incredible. Start off, of, of course, with the with the lead Michelle Yao. Her, she was just oh wow. But it's like the way she transitioned from the different versions of herself so seamlessly was just amazing. And like the martial arts scenes with her, I think she's a real life martial artist. I'm not entirely sure about that, but. Like, it was just really impressive, her, her fight choreography. And, like I said, just, like, how she jumped through all these different versions of the character. There was, like, a performance, wow, that was just amazing, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah, no, she's obviously incredible. Um, I mean, some of the, yeah, and, and, like, even some of those smaller roles, like... I did not, I swear, I, until the credits roll, I did not realize Jamie Lee Curtis was in this movie. <laughs> like, the credits were rolling and I was like, wait, who, who did, who did Jamie Lee Curtis play? <laughs> yeah. She's like one of the main characters, but like, between the makeup and her acting, I just like, I mean, yeah. she's phenomenal, but I just didn't recognize her. And of course, though, Kiha Kwan's return to acting. Yes. I didn't find this out after the Film, but like the second lead, her husband, Ki Ha Kwan, he was famously short round in Indiana Jones and Data in the Goonies. And he actually retired from acting in the 90s because he felt there weren't any good roles for Asians. Then he saw Crazy Rich Asians in theaters, which starred Michelle Yao, and then he realized, hey, maybe there finally is a chance for Asian actors. So this was the role he cho chose to make his big return to acting. Now, he has been working on films since then, but I stuck choreography, um, assistant directed. This, but this was a big role to come, to make your return to the screen on. And I, he, he just knocked it out of the park. Yeah, I... I mean, one, he makes me want a fanny pack. Like, do you know how hard that is to do? To make someone actually want to own a fanny pack. Exactly. And if you see the film, you'll know why I'm saying that. Why he makes you... Because that is one of his... Like... Bessie and... But like, he... He mainly plays two different roles. Like, uh, the same character, but, you know, different versions. One of them is this... Super nice guy. Not very self-confident, though. Kind of timid. Like I said, he's a very... But any, like, he's a very lovable guy. He, he can befriend anybody, but... Not self for sure, sure. Yet the, the other role he mainly plays, he's this confident, badass, who knows what he wants, who knows what he can do. And he just switches back and forth between those two in a blink of an eye. It's just amazing. Yeah. You know, he, in my opinion, he steals the show. I mean, like, obviously everyone in this movie is amazing. But he lights yeah. up every scene he's in and you cannot wait for him to come back on screen and i'm like wow what a way to come back to acting i mean the action is incredible now i'm like oh man i want i want a short round adult short round in indiana jones 6 because this yeah. guy is phenomenal he's... <laughs> and stephanie sue that's a name you're going to remember i i thought so so when she did um, she's on um, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and 
I can like she has a recurring character on that show, a pretty decent part, and I can tell tell like oh she's go like she's a name that you're gonna remember. She's gonna be a big thing. She's done Broadway in the past, so she's an amazing singer, and this this is like her first big film role. She was briefly in Shang Chi though, but 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 this role role and she knocks it out of the park and like. You know, she's the, the young actress in this, and, like, I, she's, like, I can't wait to see what she's going to do next, because she just knocks her, her role out of the park. park. She is crazy in the role. She's loving. She's sincere. She's everything in the role. And I, I really feel that she's going to be one of the next big names in Hollywood. I, I can definitely see that. Mm. But, yeah, so just... And on the acting, this is an interesting note. But one early in the writing of the film, before they decided the lead should be woman, they they actually had Jackie Chan in mind for the lead. Now this film is perfect. It would not be better with Jackie Chan. I am still very curious what the film would have been like with Jackie Chan in that in, in the lead role because, like I said, there's no way he'd be better than Michelle Yao because it's just not possible. But it'll definitely be interesting because it's a very Jackie Chan role when you think about it. The puzzle goes between unassuming to being a, suddenly a martial arts master. I mean, hello, the tuxedo. And even the fighting in it is very, oh, Jackie Chan using your environment kind of fight. Like I said, there's no way the Jackie Chan version of this movie is better, but it's, it, I, I'm sure it's damn interesting. Oh yeah, I I mean I would have loved to see that in an in an alternate universe, uh, no pun intended. But uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 great, and you could definitely yeah, you could definitely feel that it was a, like a Jackie Chan type role. I mean, between like the tuxedo, twin dragons, he's no stranger to playing like mild mannered, but also like very highly skilled. Yeah, and um, also well, like one of her personalities is a singer. Not many people know this about Jackie Chan, but he's an extremely talented singer. Like, in a lot of um, of the Mandarin and Cantonese adaption of Disney films, he does the singing for them. Because, like, like I said, not many people know that about him, but his singing is amazing. Hmm. Yeah, I, was, I didn't even know but, that. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, it, no, yeah. He, yeah, not many people know, but yeah, amazing singer. Because he, because he doesn't really do much singing in English. That's why most American audiences don't know that. Right. Most of his singing is done in Mandarin and Cantonese. So yeah, yeah. So there's no way the Jackie Chan version is better, but it would be very good to see. Yeah. But yeah. So so back to the version of the film we do have though, which like I say, is amazing. Like it's it's just, it's actually somewhat hard to describe because it really is everything at once. This film, like. Is a very fitting title for this film because it just gives you so many different things. But like, I don't know how it manages to balance everything. Like, this film, in my opinion, should not work. Like, it's trying too hard. It's doing too much. This film simply should not work. It's but it does. It's very good at making itself feel larger than a film like this should. Um, if you look at movies like, say, Hardcore Henry, I like that movie, but you can kind of tell 
that it's straining up against its budget to be like, oh, we want this like absolute high concept insanity, but we have a very small budget to deliver it. Mm. Um, this does what that movie wants to do in the sense that like, I feel like this is a blockbuster movie. Like I feel like this grand mm. scope, but you know, and between their use of like stock footage and stuff, like it's just a beautiful movie and it feels like, yeah. oh wow, you know, they do a lot with a little. Like in the other universes, you really only like you really only have one central location for this movie and it's an office yeah. building. Like but your ping pong. But it doesn't all... feel like well, no, yeah, it doesn't feel like it's only one location because like it but it is, yeah. Yeah, you like you know. I guess too, because you also have their you know their home, which is part of a laundromat. But but in general, yeah, like you're the... you're seeing all these alternate realities of insanity, but you're only catching like quick glimpses of it that make good use of stock footage and limited uh, photography to make you feel like oh wow, this is its own universe that's lived in. Um, mm. Well, well, one thing they do that I didn't even realize. They use a lot of, like, they use different framing. They use different lighting techniques for each different universe. Mm -hmm. They they do a lot of, ca they, they do a lot of camera stuff to give it a real, like, even though it's the same filming location, they make it have a real different feel to it. Exactly. Which is just, yeah, well, so well done. But yeah, and it's like, like I said, I just keep running out of words because it's like, how many different ways can you say this film is one of the best films ever? Because, and I truly feel that way. This film is one of the best films I've ever seen. No, I'm not exaggerating. It, like, I've never seen a film like this before. Yeah. Before that does this much. I, that makes me feel so many different emotions. Like, I laughed. I'm, I didn't flat out cry, but, you know, I felt... I got close to there. I felt for these characters... Uh, and like it's hard to it's just just to make people laugh and feel for for the characters alone it's hard to do but then also it just does all this other stuff like the action is just amazing to watch the great fight scenes and just everything about this film like I cannot think of anything wrong with this film except for the hot dog fingers that I, I thought that was weird that was the only thing I didn't like about it uh <laughs> See, I was on. I was on board with that. I, I thought everything other than maybe the butt stuff was uh, was a plus. <laughs> oh, that was just hilarious in my opinion. <laughs> We're not going to spoil for you what the butt stuff is because that would just take away the whole hilarity of it. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I I could definitely see this movie like taking home some uh, awards. Uh, at the end of this year, it it better like it came out at absolutely the worst time for Oscars, because I mean we just had the past ones. It, it might not be people's mind. It's also a genre film that makes it harder. But God, I'll be so upset if it's not at least nominated for best picture and best director. Like, come on. Yeah, I feel like, and also I feel like definitely best original screenplay. I mean, this is uh, yes, yeah, but but either way, definitely. Go out and see it. Treat yourself. Um, you know, it is it is a very emotional movie. Like I, 
it, it touches on a lot of like relationships. So like whoever you are, like your, your relationships with your loved ones, it kind of touches on, on that and like what that mm-hmm. means. So yeah, I mean, go, go see it. Yeah. And, so, and you said this in the beginning, but you're right. It comes so close to being a depressing film, but it's not. Well, I'm not going to spoil how it ends, but hence unhappy. Like it's a very hopeful film. Yeah. And, and I feel that's another mistake that a lot of lesser films I feel would have done. I feel like a lot of films want to be edgy, edgy and like, oh, we're not gonna give you the happy ending because that's the Hollywood thing to do. I'm the edgy filmmaker, so we're gonna give you a depressing ending. That's why I. That's one of the big things I why I couldn't stand stand don't look up because I felt like it just did not need such a depressing ending. This film doesn't do that. It's like. It's a it's a fun film and it gives you a happy, hopeful ending that like if it it as much as I love the film, if it ended on a depressing note, it could have ruined everything for me. And I was so happy that it didn't. So I'm curious, again, without spoiling anything, there's a moment in this film where you think it's over. Did you actually think it was over? Well, no. No. Like they they trick you, but like, I mean, I, I wasn't sure it was going to end on a happy note, but like, I knew it was going to have at least a definitive ending, and when they make you think it's over, it's not like a real even ending. It no, I wasn't sure, was I, I, so I did not, was not tricked, were you? No, but I, but I, I like, it, I, it caught me off guard. I like took a took a pause, but I, I didn't think it was over just because. I mean, I also knew the yeah. film's runtime, but like, it was. There's a lot of great fake outs and a lot of great moments. Um, yeah. But yeah, this, I. If you just enjoy movies, you see this like, you. I mean, yes, a film buff will appreciate this movie on a different level, but everybody will appreciate this film. Like, even if you just appreciate it for the jokes, or just appreciate it for the for the for the action, or relate to the storyline. Because, like I said, despite being a ridiculous film, it a lot of parts of this film are so relatable. Hmm. Absolutely. Like, the, I just can't see anybody who likes movies. Somehow not liking this film. I mean, maybe not. You won't like it as much as I did. But I can't see someone walking away from that film and being unhappy. Like, because like I said it has. It literally has something for everyone. A hundred percent. So yeah, overall, um, go go to the theater. Get get a hot dog at the concession stand and go see this movie. <laughs> Yeah. Anything else you want to add? Yeah, so I think that's... You want to add? Nah, I think that's it. I mean, full footed when the Oscars come up. I know that's very far in advance, but please, this film deserves every Oscar. (laughs) It is just... And see it. It deserves every dollar it gets. It's an amazing film. A hundred percent. I cannot wait to see it again. Yeah. All right, so I think we can sign off. All right. All right, I'm still JD. And I'm still Mike. Goodbye.